Hi, everyone. Chuck Gatica here for a Healthier Michigan podcast. For the next few episodes, we're doing something a little different. We were recently invited up to the Mackinac Policy Conference held each year on Mackinac Island and thought it would be a great opportunity to talk to attendees about their health journeys, as well as how some guests are serving health initiatives that impact the community around them. We hope you enjoy these bonus episodes, and we'll also look forward to bringing you our next new episode on June 13th. On today's bonus episode, we'll be talking with Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan CEO Dan Lepp and his wife Amy Lepp, co-founder of Impact 100 Oakland County, Paul Hilligans, CEO of the Michigan Health Endowment Fund, and Tony Michaels, President and CEO of the Parade Company. First up are Dan and Amy Lepp. Dan Lepp has been the President and CEO of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan since 2006. He is also involved in many organizations, including the Parade Company Foundation, where he has been chair for several years, and also the Mackinac Island State Park Commission, which Governor Snyder appointed him to in 2015. Amy Lepp is the co-founder of Impact 100 Oakland County, and she also serves on the board of directors for Eaton Academy and the Belle Isle Conservancy. Amy has her own consulting company, Tatry Strategies. So I'm joined now by Dan and Amy Lepp. Dan is the uh, president and CEO of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. And we are happy that his wife Amy is here with him. It's good to see you sharing a microphone so close. Absolutely. It's like you know each other. We right. each other a time or two. We don't share those Fitbits, though. <laughs> well, are you using any device? I, I saw Amy has a Fitbit. Are you oh, yeah. tracking? Absolutely. We, uh, we have been competitive for a long time. I mean, you're, uh, how many steps do you have? How yeah. many steps do you have? And then if you have lesser steps, then you go to how many active minutes do you have? How many stairs have you had? So some way you hope to get at least one of them. So we don't know today's total yet, but how did you do yesterday? Do you know? Did you check? Awesome. Past 10,000. Yeah, that's, oh, that's, that's great. The goal. Which is the goal. If we yeah, can get yeah. every day, if I get past 10,000, it's a success day. And uh, generally, you got to work out, though, to be either on the treadmill or the elliptical to do that. Yeah. Well, what's our For high? Us. What was our high that one year? In D.C.? In D.C., we walked D.C. It was 37,000 in one day, which was like wild. But isn't that a great place to do that? Our daughter lives right in the city. Absolutely. And when you're going to the mall, or you're, you you kind of lose track of what yep, you're doing you do. anyway. So it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's yeah. easy to get steps there, that's for sure. So outside of the idea that you're tracking, and I'll just say just for street credibility, I did 12,000-plus steps yesterday. Very so nice. that's awesome, right? I, I passed my Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan goal of 10,000. That's right. Um any other traits about healthy living that you talked about an elliptical and a treadmill? Is that something you try to do when you can't get in your steps? We try to do it almost every day. Yeah. And because I think it, you know aerobic exercise, uh, especially as you're aging, Chuck. Nothing. Wait a uh, minute. <laughs> uh, it's, it's an important part of uh, yeah. of a whole lifestyle. And you know, do we do it as well as we should? I can only speak for myself. Not as well as. I should, but I'm, I pay attention to it every day, and that's, yeah. you know, and I think important for people to do. Then we do some organized activity, too, with some right. different exercise. What does that mean? Because my wife just made me take dance classes and said it was good for exercise. That was her, that was her line anyway. We go to, and I'm not doing an advertisement, we go to Exercise Coach. It's a franchise in Royal Oak outside of We Live in Birmingham, and it's a 20-minute workout two or three times a week where it's been phenomenal. And it it really sounds does. crazy that it's only 20 minutes, but it's you're out of there, yeah. you know, 
shaking and sweating. <laughs> right. Do you know what I just started? So the dance lessons things kind of came and, and left because we have a wedding coming up in June. I started boxing classes. Okay. Title boxing. I'm having so much fun. You should see that 100-pound bag. Oh, my gosh. It's, <laughs> it's a stress reliever. You know, you're burning off right. calories. You're really pouring sweat, so it's good. What about eating habits? Uh, at a place like this where everywhere I'm looking, there's like somebody's got a muffin or a donut or something. Or some bacon. Uh, <laughs> we've gotten much more into plant-based food. I yeah. mean, I, I'm, we're not, I don't know, I wouldn't say we we're would, religious we're about it. But really thinking about every day how much less red meat, even chicken. I'm, I still, I'm not good at fish, Chuck. It just, yeah. but... But really being paying attention to using plant-based foods, because it really, when you look at every statistic, if you can do that uh, right. and make that a significant part of your diet, it's a health option that's, that works. So I've heard the phrase used, I lean vegetarian, right? I, I'm not lean meat, but I mean, I lean toward it. And I've done the same thing. So I'm adding stuff that I never had in my diet, black beans. Right. I'm for protein. I'm adding soy milk in my coffee. And after about a month, anything can taste good. You know, it doesn't have that cardboard flavor anymore. We drink oatmeal milk. and I didn't you, even know there was such yeah, a thing. It's, and it's you couldn't find it, and now everybody's got it. Even Quaker's making it. We used to have to get it online, and then you couldn't get it online, and then wow. you started seeing it in stores. So. so does this friendly competition with your Fitbits and beyond and, and reaching for the microphone, and you're both being very polite with each other, but do you find friendly competition? Doesn't that help encourage you? I have found with... My wife, when she says, honey, I lost three pounds, I, I've got to lo lose three more. We will ask each other, because you can hear the beep on the scale. So if you're in the, uh, in the shower and then you get out, you can hear that beep, so you know we're both <laughs> checking it out. Yeah, you know somebody weighed themselves. <laughs> That's great. Is there anything about the island that you partake in? Have you, have you ever done the loop? It's 8.2 miles, I yeah, know. Yeah, we have. And, uh, and, of course, we've got a long-term relationship with the Grand Hotel in the Living Healthy Living Grand, where everybody that comes in here gets that booklet from Blue Cross and the Grand Hotel about healthy recipes and really changing, even if you're up here for four or five days, what you can do. Yeah. And there's plenty of places to walk. You walk this whole island. You go to Arch Rock. Go the, actually, the back end of the island... And I'm a little prejudiced, Chuck, because I am now the chairman of the Mackinac Island Park Commission. And so uh, our job is to promote and sort of uh, secure the island mm -hmm. for the greatness that it is. But one of the great parts of this island is the back end of the island. And if you've never, if people have never been walked on the back end of the island, yeah. which is two-thirds or three-quarters of the island, it's beautiful. Oh, it's and that's where the airport is. It's kind of right. off, off the right. beaten path. And you know, the idea of our parks in Michigan, you're talking about, well, first of all, it's the centennial, so happy birthday, right. Michigan parks. But when I see the DNR signs and the park systems everywhere I go, all the trail systems, how much do we have to be proud of? There's no doubt. And actually, Mackinac, the, the Mackinac Island Park uh, was the second, uh, after uh, Yellowstone, the second national park in America, and then got flipped to the state of Michigan 100 years ago. Yeah, you know, as a state park here, and it's uh, it's a gem for those that haven't been here. Beyond being getting fudge on Main Street in the summer, it's a beautiful place to be. When you're here, do you do the bike thing? Do you you like the horse-drawn carriages? We like the bike thing generally at this conference, not so much that yeah, we yeah. have the right. time to do it. But yeah, so we're we're able to come up several times a year now, especially with the park commission work. 
Yeah, and it's fun that you can grab a lunch and drive the other side of the island. There's plenty of parks to do that. It's awesome. It is a gem of America. Yeah. And what I'm finding is that we spend more time up here is people from all across the country come here, folks from Texas, from California, that it's so unique mm -hmm. as a destination. It's awesome. And, and for all of us that are in Michigan, if you haven't taken advantage of it, you should. Well, and you know, you're beaming like proud parents of this island. I mean, it really is a, it's a gem. And here we are in the state from the one end that I drove and you drove to get up here. I, I think I just saw that Belle Isle is now the number two visited park in the country. So we've got these resources in between tens of thousands of miles of trails. It's really unbelievable of how much of that is in our backyard. Yeah, there's no doubt. And Amy's uh, on the board of the Belle Isle Conservancy. And yeah. what's been done down there with the DNI running the state park there. Uh, and what the Grand Prix has done to help it. It's a family destination. And, you know, I also, in my other day job as chair of the Parade Company Foundation, for the fireworks that are coming up in a couple of weeks, they by 5.30, they'll cut off the island because there's so many people that want to be there and watch yeah. the fireworks. So it's yeah. cool. And we've talked, I mean, the fact that we have these two islands in the state is pretty amazing. And we, yeah. like, when we're traveling and we talk about both of those islands and how special they are. People you know, sometimes haven't heard of it, and they're really intrigued by the right. concepts of And talk about, I know a lot of what you just said is wrapped up in giving back, but talk, Amy, a minute about Impact 100, because I know you were a co-founder of that in Oakland County. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's been a really great organization. We just closed our membership and announced that we have three $102,000 grants to give away this year. So we've that's continued great. Congratulations. to grow. Thank you. Yeah, it's yeah. been, so we just are closing out our uh, letter of intent process going into the application process so we'll be doing those evaluations and anxious to give away back to the community and being on the sidelines watching that whole operation the first gift was through the uh, variety children's charity where it was a hundred thousand dollar grant where in Pontiac because oftentimes on the weekends in the less fortunate communities kids don't have food and so the Oakland County Sheriff's would come in with food for the weekend for kids in Pontiac, where it gave not only obviously the food for the children, but a good connection between law enforcement and the community. Yeah. It really was awesome. And to see the women of Impact 100 Oakland County are super passionate about what they do, and it's yeah. very, very cool. Well, for the regular listeners of a Healthier Michigan podcast, tell us one more time about the booklet we should all be looking for when we we check in. That's an automatic that they give that yes, out. Yes, right? it's sitting on your nightstand here at the Grand Hotel, and it really goes through healthy recipes, exercises you can do in and around Grand Hotel, but really in and around the island. And it's been a great partnership with Grand Hotel. Yeah. Well, Amy and Dan Lepp, it's good to see you. Thank you. Great Thanks, Chuck. We'll watch you turning your wrist to compare Fitbits as the days go by here on the island. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, look at they're How doing, we doing it now. What is it? Anything? I'm winning. <laughs> <laughs> Good to see you both. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Up next is Paul Hilligant. Paul is well known for serving as the Republican co-speaker of the Michigan House of Representatives with Curtis Hertel from 1993 until 1994. He has done many important things since, but most recently he is serving as CEO of the Michigan Health Endowment Fund, which is a philanthropic foundation that works to improve the health and wellness of Michigan residents while reducing health care costs. 
with Paul Hilligans, the CEO for the Michigan Endowment Fund. It's good to see you. Thank you, Chuck. Good to be with you. This is such a great event. I mean, it's, uh, it is a giant hoo-ha. I'm, everybody is walking around, and you see old friends, new friends. It's wonderful. And it's nonstop. Lots of exercise. Yeah. And uh, is that something you're into? Do you purposefully do that, or are you just trying to track steps because? <laughs> I do exercise regularly. That's my uh, my contribution to personal wellness. Yeah. Well, you know, let's go back in the day. We'll set the table here. You served as the Republican co-speaker of the Michigan House of Representatives with uh, Curtis Hertel back in the early to mid-90s, now CEO of the Michigan Health Endowment Fund. What types of programs are you working with that people who would be listening to a Healthier Michigan podcast be interested in knowing about? Well, our mission is to improve the health and wellness of Michigan citizens. We focus on children and older adults and we also seek to reduce health care costs. And we do that by working on intervention and prevention, integrating health care um, at an early stage between mental health and physical health. Uh, our goal is to keep people out of emergency rooms and out of hospital beds um, by healthy behaviors and uh, early intervention of clinical care. So while that's a pretty broad net, you've got two groups you just stated. I mean, in, in some ways, as people age, it's interesting to me that, you know, I just have gone through some health challenges with mom and dad. But as yeah. you see them aging, there is a connectivity for how we raise our young children and how things start to change at the end of life. But how do you differentiate that? Because we've got listeners. I'm not yeah. sure we have four-year-old listeners, but I bet you we have some that are seniors. Well, uh, first of all, we do focus... Uh, in, in the children's area on access to healthy food, good nutrition, and also early screening of uh, social determinants of health like uh, stress, toxic stress. Um, adverse childhood experiences can affect a lifetime of health, be it mental health or physical health. And so the early intervention at that stage through healthy behaviors um, and early detection of problems uh, does uh, lead to healthier, older lives. Um, but at the end of life, um, caregiving is important, and we're working on training, uh, uh, formal caregiving, but working with family fair, uh, caregivers. Over one million Michigan citizens now care for loved ones over the age of 65, and, and so that's an important area for and us, And I relate too. to it directly. And if as caretakers you are not sometimes thinking about the idea that when the oxygen masks come down in the airplane, and we hear this from the flight attendants. Put yours on first yes. so you can take care of others. I think caretakers ignore mm -hmm. that good advice at times. I've been yes, there. indeed. Um, respite uh, uh, care for caregivers uh, is important, but um, also a network of support, just helping caregivers um, through friendships, through um, business intervention, um, nonprofit intervention in their lives can help them be better caregivers. You know, back to kids, when you talk about this holistic idea of health, it blew my mind, and I can't recall, maybe you know the statistic, how many kids are going to sleep, not just in the urban centers where everybody would think, they don't have a mattress. How can right. you have good health? We think of food right away, right? Maybe they're going to get a school lunch program or something from a church or otherwise. What do you mean you're never sleeping on a mattress? You've never had a bed, which means you probably have never had a good night's sleep. Well, it's really interesting. A lot of work's been done on what determines health outcomes. Really, only about 20% of health outcomes are due to clinical care. Um, 
80% is due to uh, social and economic uh, factors, to healthy behaviors, to the environment. And um, poverty, homelessness um, certainly is a, is a connector to our health, mental and physical. So of all the grants that you're working on or have worked on, is there anything specifically you're targeting right now for any end of that spectrum in age? Well, in the older adult area, we are working on caregiving, um, early detection of chronic disease, um, and, and uh, wellness, uh, exercise, um, uh, working with older adults on the hazards of uh, falls, accidental, accidental falls, and how you can pre prevent that. With children, as I said, we're working on, on uh, access to healthy food and, and wellness programs. We're also working with the medical community. Medical residence training is so important. And uh, one of my favorite projects is working with a program to train medical residents on prescribing healthy foods, um, providing coupons or supports where you can get healthy produce at a grocery store or at a, at a uh, shop in a hospital. Um, but isn't that interesting? If, if someone were to write a prescription, per se, for broccoli, yeah. but if it comes from a professional, you may be more apt to take that advice, right? That is ex ex exactly the case. Wow, yeah. wow. Yeah. Um, in, the, in the healthy behavior area, both for uh, uh, older adults but children, um, and, and focusing on children, one of every five children in Michigan experience a mental health or behavioral health challenge. Um, only one-fifth of those get the treatment they need. And so one of the important places where we can have impact is in schools. And we're doing grants, for example, there's a trails program at the University of Michigan that is working with school districts on training educational professionals on screening um, uh, toxic stress but connecting children to the treatment they need um, and, and helping them to cope in the classroom. Um, if we can make that early investment uh, in behavioral health issues, we will save so much money and, and create better quality of lives for people uh, for years to come. So let's get back to the personal stuff. I can hear all the chatter in the background. What are you doing during this conference yourself for good health and even de-stressing? What are you <laughs> doing personally? I'm trying to get more sleep than I normally have at these conferences. I am trying to eat healthy. Uh, I do get away from all of the chatter and the crowds taking a walk, uh, which is uh, necessary for all of us just to get away. Um, but just networking with people, um, seeing old friends is healthy too. And uh, so I, I've learned to relax at these conferences. I think I've done about 30 plus of them. And uh, it used to be a very stressful experience. Um, it's getting easier uh, just by going with the flow, but also taking some personal time. Well, having friendships is good because, um, you know, whether it's kids, I've seen the research, young people and older folks alike, we think we're in a world with more friends. We think they're all here. Yeah. They're not real friends, and loneliness is increasing as a big health risk it in is. America, right? It is. Yeah. Well, it's good to see you. I'm not lonely well, anymore. Before we uh, break up, I should say we are a Michigan health fund because of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Um, the Blues... Uh, have committed $1.6 billion over an 18-year period 
to this fund, and it allows us to do $30 million of grant making to nonprofit organizations all over it's the amazing. state. And we're very grateful to the Blues for, for giving us this opportunity. Well, as a baby boomer, one of 74 million that are aging into the demographic that you're trying to help serve, I want to thank you because sooner or later I'm going to get there. So I'm there. Thank you. <laughs> Good to see you, Paul. Thank you, Chuck. And finally, an old friend, Tony Michaels. Tony joined the parade company in 2009 as the president and CEO and was on the board for over a decade. The parade company creates and produces America's Thanksgiving Parade presented by Art Van and the Ford Fireworks. So we're joined by Tony Michaels, president and CEO of the Parade Company, an old friend. It is so good to see you. It is so good to see you, and thank, thank you. you, Becky, and uh, this is great. I love being here. Are you enjoying the conference? Are you having fun? Absolutely. This yeah. is a great, great time, and everyone's together, and you're able to have conversation, and uh, that's as good as it gets. So you became president and CEO of the Parade Company, what, 2009? Before that on the board for about a decade? You are, I, you're right oh, we've on, got Chuck. people. We've got, we've got people oh, we've who know got, things. We have staff that have staff. Yeah. I know all about, <laughs> no, but really, I mean, you and I for decades have been able to say that we hung out as buddies on Thanksgiving morning. There aren't many people in my entire life that I can say I've done that with. No, it's really true, yeah. and it was so much fun, and um, I... I can't believe it's been 10 years, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, being on the board and then how this all came to be, uh, it's exciting. We've been able to make some great changes and make it good with great partners. And I mean that, like Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan yeah. and so on. It's great. And so then you've got fireworks, which are coming up. Yeah. Ford fireworks, June 24th. Look, I say this every year, but this will be the biggest and best show Detroit has ever seen. And I do believe it's the best in the nation right now. I really do, because I, I flip on the New York fireworks and the others, and they're not the same. This is a yeah. blended, lively, crazy show. Right. Yeah. And the music just, you're standing there. there what's, what are you pointing at? What? I get to pick the music. I go through oh. the, I do the music. I love doing it. Okay. Oh, so that's I, great. I, and then I get with uh, Zambelli and Patrick Burrow, yeah. the choreographer, yeah. and we walk through the music and the thought behind the music. And we literally create this show. And he is a master at reading minds. And I think Detroit is in for something really special with and the, the Ford And the Zambelli fireworks. family, that's been decades as well, right? Decades, yeah. yeah. They are the producers of the fireworks themselves. Amazing family. Amazing. And Patrick, as I said, is the choreographer. Yeah. Patrick reads minds. They all read minds. And <laughs> I, I, we put this on and, I, you know, enjoy it. It's really funny because... I talk to people who are lined up down Michigan Avenue watching it. I talk to people in Pontiac who sit on a hill on a clear night and they watch the fireworks from a hill in Pontiac. Just great. It's everywhere. And you know, I have to tell you, you know what the downside was for me for all those years? You get an invitation, and I'm sure you've gone through this, a personal invite. Hey, come to my park fireworks. There is nothing. I'm sorry. I mean, I've been for years. My neck is in a permanent position looking at fireworks on the riverfront. I'm sorry. There's nothing to ever, ever compare. No, there so. isn't. But, you know, I mean, a lot of the local fireworks are great. and They're great for the communities. And I know. And, but that is why, too, because I'm always asked, why so early? It's yeah. very simple. In Michigan, we have a thing called up north, which a lot of states <laughs> don't have. Yeah. And a lot of the people do leave the area that week of the 4th of July. So we plan it the week before the 4th of July and it's a summer kickoff and it fits for everybody. Sure. It works for, we have to make it for everybody. That's the plan. And so that's why it's early. 
So I'm looking at you, my friend, and I know you've been on a, for a couple of years, a health charge of your own. You're looking great. Uh, you're taller I, now from the I, last time I saw you. Am I you. taller you or are. shorter? No, you're taller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'll tell you, the health thing is so important, and I was not a, uh, I didn't pay attention. I was a sugarholic, mm. a total lunatic, beyond belief. Really? Oh, yeah. Three Cokes a day, Mountain Dew Slurpees, Oreos. It was all great products, nothing against those companies. But I was overdoing it yeah. and um, lost 45 pounds Good three years you. ago. And it's amazing because I wake up every morning and weigh myself, which you're not supposed to do. But I'm 169 to 171 every morning for three years. That's great. You just learn how to eat, that's all. Well, it's and you know, this podcast is a healthier Michigan podcast, but let's talk about the thread that even wanders through Thanksgiving morning. Yeah. How has the turkey trot grown over the years? There is so much fun in that morning. Yeah, it's so great. When I decided to accept this, you know, what, 10 years ago, yeah. there were probably 3,000 runners in the turkey trot, and I said, whoa, 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 let's, let's go here. But we did that with everything. Everything needed to get better better quality better and then they became bigger mm -hmm. and now the company's doing much better but the turkey trot as the s3 turkey trot as an example is now gone from 19,000 runners and now it varies from 17 to 19 depending on the weather the forecast yeah uh, and there's a lot more races now but we've held which is phenomenal it really is and s3 is a great partner as you know and blue cross is involved sure. in, in that too so we're just kind of feeling good about being involved with things that are healthy and good and and good for people and fun i mean where exactly. else can you see a guy in a tutu and a turkey hat go running by you on thanksgiving morning uh we saw that a few times <laughs> yeah. when we did those interviews with i know Art and we'd kick off the fireworks with the big bell and yeah we turn around and go whoa look there at these is. outfits yeah. they're great yeah. he's back again so i know that you did an interview with uh, miss purton uh, mm -hmm. With Joanne Burton, I should yes. say. There's so many Burton girls, I yes. mix them up. And yes. with Stephen Clark, and you yes. talked about golf. You talked about if you could do something else in your life, would you like to be a professional golfer? Oh, my. If we could yeah. wave a magic wand right well, now. Yeah. Uh, I love golf more than anything, except my family. Okay. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, they, the professional golfers follow the sun. That's what they do all year long. Yeah. How great would they be? But I love to play. I'm decent, but not great. Have you uh, played while you've been here? Uh, no, 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 not no. up here, no. Okay. I'll be playing this weekend. I'm a, I'm a Saturday, Sunday, 7.30 a.m., walk all the rounds with the caddy. I just have to so walk. So you walk it. Oh, yeah. Last yeah. weekend I played three times, walked with the caddy each time, and that 21 miles. Yeah. It was pretty good. That is great. Yeah, you're a little worn out after the third day. Now, how long does that take you? How much of your Four day? Four hours. Four hours. And I'm done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's why we like to tee off at 7.30. Sure. By noon 12 30 boom home done it's great yeah 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 and so are you tempted to play everywhere you go where you travel do you try to find the local course that everybody would say uh, this is the one not always no but i do have a wonderful invite and, and dan dan and my friend jim nance who we had as the yeah. grand marshal yeah. last year he invited me to play cypress point this september which is a dream come true and so, you're going? Uh, oh, yeah, I'm going. Yeah, Are yeah. you kidding? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Invited Dan. Dan can't make it. He said, go, Tone, and I'm going. <laughs> yeah, he wanted the two of us to come out, so I'm going to go. It's a dream. It's, it's, a, it's the Augusta of the West. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Have you done any other courses? Even Have you gone Scotland? I haven't done Scotland. No? No, no. I have a buddy there right now. He's at St. Andrews, and he said, why aren't you here? And I said, I happen to be in Mackinac. But I'm going to do that. I went to Ireland, actually. 
I yeah. want to do the Ireland trip. Well, you know, we're, we're staying over at Mission Point, so we've got an 18-hole putt-putt. Oh, I'll be That's there. That's about yeah. my speed. I'll be there, yeah. So, yeah. And they even had glow-in-the-dark putt last night. I have night. a great handicap on putt-putt <laughs> courses. <laughs> That's great. All right, so let's talk about if beyond what you've talked about, Cypress Point, yeah. in the United States, yeah. what other courses have you played or would still be on your bucket list. Oh, well, everybody wants to play Augusta, which I hadn't done, but I did have a couple opportunities, but I had to turn them down. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, everybody wants to do that. And then I've done the things like Doral and Carol, the Carolinas yeah. and those. But, yeah, there's some special places. You keep places. the golf balls? or the Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. You have to yeah. keep the golf balls. Yeah. Of course. That's, that's great. Like a, it's a blast. And, yeah. you know, your life, talk about stress. I guess it's probably all settled now, right? Next year, things really shift in downtown Detroit because it's not fireworks, just fireworks. We're going to have an auto show shift yeah, into and, June. And Rod Alberts and I have talked at length a lot. And yeah. That is going to end on the 20th, that Saturday. Okay. And uh, they'll clear out Hart Plaza because we load 30,000, 40,000 people in there, first come, first serve for the Ford Fireworks. And uh, so we've talked about ending dates and when to start. And it's yeah. so great to collaborate with everybody and to make sure that everybody is flexible and everybody's working together to be successful for Detroit, not just for themselves. Yeah. yeah. I have to tell you one final story as we wrap it up. So we're watching the parade yeah. this past year, and I'm home, which is a little unusual which for Thanksgiving. Which is really odd. And my, yeah. I now have a granddaughter, and I have grandchildren. My wife sees you pop up. And she looks at the. She's and not so looking he at Jim Nance for radio. No, no, no. <laughs> she didn't say that at all. She's not talking about anybody else. There's no star. There's no Jim Nance. She looks and she said, "You know, Papo knows that man. Oh, you. So I am proud really? to say I know that man, oh, Tony Michaels. Well, I know you. I mean, we've no. been friends for so long. Yeah. It's Thank great you. to see you. Thank you so much. Yeah. This was great fun. Take Thank good you. care of yourself. Thank you. Thanks for listening to a Healthier Michigan podcast brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. If you like our show and you want to know more, check it out at ahealthiermichigan.org slash podcast or leave us a review or rating on iTunes or Stitcher. To get new episodes, even old episodes on your smartphone or tablet, be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.